25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's right. 372 Y sticks and The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What up, everybody? Welcome into the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Staying connected to you because of C Spire here on Hump Day. What's up? Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. Looking forward to your phone calls and your texts and so on and so forth. Look, if you're tuning in today on the radio in the Jackson area, live on WRKS The Zone, then, uh, hey, welcome in. This show's happening live. We are live broadcasting to the masses. We are mass communicating. We're not one at a time in around here, Roger. Where's that sound bite when I need I it? You know, I, if you ever wondered if um, some things come out of my mouth spontaneously on this show, there's the latest example. See, if I had planned that out, I already had the button Ready to hit, and I did not. We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. Oh, yes. That's a powerful new force. Shake a leg, Junior. Shake a leg, Junior. <laughs> well, it is uh, Wednesday, halfway point of the week. We're getting closer and closer to the weekend, which means two things. We are one day closer. We're kind of about to get over the hump towards baseball because baseball is not happening tonight in Jackson. They're postponing the Mississippi State Southern Miss game because of all the possibility of weather and you're that much closer to sunshine and we're supposed to get some on the weekend happy hump day everybody come on the hump the hump the artist on that one i don't even know some guy with a fake nose <laughs> and roger every child of the 80s out there just like me is driving up and down the road like on I-55 and on County Line and all throughout Jackson and Madison, bobbing their head right now. And and I hope some of them, even though it's a school day, have their kids in the car and embarrassing their kids. I do that to my daughter all the time. They just do it underground. That's it. Come on. And the man Check with a funny out. nose is Shot G. Okay. I mean, that's about as 80s, stupid 80s, 90s as it gets. I think it was the 90s, actually. Well, this guy was pretty significant. He helped uh, work on Tupac's first hit. Oh, did he? Okay. Breakthrough single, I Get Around. Everybody remembers that bass line. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. So, happy hump day, everybody. You made it. You... Made it. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get uh, the Facebook live stream pulled up for you. Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Hey to y'all tuning in. 
so that if you guys comment or have something you want to say or a question you want to ask, uh, we might pop it up here on the show from the live Facebook stream. So, hey to y'all. Feel free to comment. Also, shoot me a text. Anything you want to talk about is fine with me. Shoot me a text. Hey, Matthew. Matthew says, Hail State there on the Facebook stream. Uh, we have yeah. a request for Bell Bib DeVoe next. Look at that. We sure do. <laughs> We're going Look, I'll be okay with it if we just want to have a throwback hump day, throw it all the way back to the 80s, 90s. It's hump day funk day. And <laughs> I'm Roger. Y'all can tell Roger's been doing this. Go ahead and throw me one of these in there, Roger. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. <laughs> yes. I can't I can't do it like mailman. Mailman brought it that day. That was fantastic. <laughs> uh anyway, so uh, yeah, text me on the country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast, all over the place. Now it's made right here at home. It's a great Mississippi company, Country Meat Packers, Country Please Em. Uh, the brand right there, made in Florence, Mississippi, right off Highway 49. Y'all have seen it. Y'all can stop into the butcher shop. Look at my hat. Sporting the red, white, and blue country pleasing hat with the red hog on the front of it today on the stream. So y'all check it out. Go get you a hat there, by the way, if you haven't already. Country pleasing sauce. It's the country pleasing text, 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885 885- ESPN. Text me. If you need the number, it's 885-3776. And I'd love to hear your voice today on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. Divinity Equipment Highway 51 in Madison. Highway uh, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Go check them out. And you know it. You know it. If you don't have a big, nice mower, that's where to get it. Uh, more on Divinity Equipment coming up. But call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Hit me up. Yep. Bully Bill over here on the country, please, and text line. He's the first text of the show. I'm trying to get it pulled up. My computer's kind of like acting funny. Here we go. Bully Bill said, "What? Uh, what's next? Bill Biv DeVoe? He says, uh, the back to the hotel beat is perfect for a segment lead-in. Having country pleasing with homemade Alabama white sauce tonight, already hungry. Come on, Bill. Come on. Yeah, um, I am going through. I finished all of the maple flavor sausage from country pleasing. I told you all about that. Get you some of it if you haven't had it. It's really good. It'll make your house smell great when it's cooking. It smells like you're making pancakes. But uh, now I'm going through a package of the the green onion and a package of the original, just the original flavor, kind of the, the bell cow flavor, smoked sausage flavor, country please, and it is really, really, uh, really good. You say you've restocked? Yeah, uh-huh, I have. You had to go actually buy some, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, like I say, I'm, uh, you may remember uh, one day during the show, I think it was last week, when Anna Beth was at the grocery store in our hometown of ah, Tupelo, yeah, yeah. she was at Kroger. Yeah, she was at Kroger, and she sent me this picture. It was two pictures. It was one of a package of green onion, one of a package of the original. And I, I'm like, wait a minute. You, are you sending me these two pictures saying choose one? Because <laughs> I'm not. Just get them both. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so we are stocked up a little bit. All right, uh, a couple things, and this will lead us into a, a bit of b- breaking news. I mean, I mentioned it just a minute ago for you, but if you're tuning in here, maybe you're on your lunch break, you might not have heard this yet, but they have postponed the regularly scheduled baseball game for tonight against uh, for State versus Southern Miss. Bulldogs, Golden Eagles, a part of the college rivalry series at Trustmark Park in Pearl, which leads up to the Governor's Cup, that whole thing. And tonight was going to be Southern Miss versus Mississippi State. They've postponed that. It's all over Twitter, both schools um, confirming it. Also, uh, I guess Trustmark Park. No, it was the Mississippi Braves also confirmed it on their Twitter account. And I got a question here from Patrick who says, do we know when the postpone when they postpone this game until? Well, let me just give you what's in this link. I just saw it on Twitter. Patrick is from the Mississippi State baseball account. They sent a link out, and it says, details on Wednesday's postponement. Here's what it says on the Mississippi State website. Waterlogged is not a good thing for baseballs, and with a wet weather forecast across Mississippi for most of the day on Wednesday, the baseball program has postponed its schedule contest versus Southern Miss at Trustmark Park. In coordination with Spectrum Events, the game has been postponed to ensure the safety of fans and athletes. Let's see here. It mentions that the Diamond Dogs will have a three-game series at home this weekend against Quinnipiac, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. First pitch Friday, scheduled for 4 p.m. And it does not mention anything in terms of a makeup date scheduled just yet with Southern Miss. And so when you get postponement, it leads you to believe they'll play it again. And as soon as I get that information for you, I'll pass it along. Deal? Sounds like a winner. Gator Nation over here on the country, please, in Texas. Matt, y'all have so much talent on your basketball team. Why do you suck so bad? You should have dominated last night. Well, okay, so let's get into it. That's probably um, lead-worthy right there is the fact that With last night's loss to South Carolina on the road, even though it's on the road, with last night's loss, Mississippi State, the the going belief out here is that they have eliminated themselves pretty much from contention to get into the NCAA tournament. They have pretty much taken themselves, with that loss, squarely off the bubble They were one of the first four teams out trying to play themselves in, according to Joe Lenardi. And with a road loss to South Carolina by 12-83-71 last night, the going belief is that's it. That'll pretty much knock it out in terms of chances for State to earn its way into the NCAA tournament in the regular season. The only possibility that would remain, if that's true, is for State to go and win the SEC basketball tournament. You know, there are several teams capable of winning the SEC tournament this year. You would absolutely, without question, go ahead and put uh, Kentucky and Auburn as the two favorites. But, you know, they are not unbeatable by any stretch, either of those two teams. In fact, uh, Kentucky just lost at home last night in Rupp Arena to Tennessee. You know, State played Kentucky close early in the year. So, you know, if you're a diehard State fan, your basketball team could just flip a switch, go turn it on and win the tournament, especially maybe if they're on the other side of a bracket from, say, an Auburn or a Kentucky who gets knocked out early in that tournament. 
And then in that case, anything can happen. But to your comment, Gator Nation, on the uh, country-pleasing text, here's what you said. You know, your team's too talented for them to be that bad. Well, you know, me not being – I'm not a basketball expert. And I look at Mississippi State and look at the roster. You know, you watch them all year long and you go, yeah, I mean, they are talented. Sure. Sure they are. But, I mean, how talented are they? Really? I mean, I'm just, you know, let's look at it in terms of states, players. You compare them to other teams in the league. So so let's do that. Let's look at the SEC for a minute. State, even as it stands right now, after last night's game, still has a chance to um, win against Ole Miss at home and fall into that number four seed in the SEC men's basketball tournament, which would give them a first-round bye. They could be that fourth seed effectively after the regular season, the fourth team in the league, right? They could. But whatever they've done, what, if that happens, whatever they would have done to be the fourth team in the SEC, not good enough to get them in the NCAA tournament. So what does it say about the SEC if you look at it that way? Okay. The other thing is, I, I've also been a little bit confused, you know, at times you're, you're coming out of last year where, the last couple of years where Quindary Weatherspoon was your team leader. He was going to take you know, the basketball and kind of take over in the tough spots. He showed that. He did it last year. And you played some games early in the year without Nick Weatherspoon. Had to learn to play with him when he came back. Those kinds of things. But really, where does State's talent level on that team stack up compared to other teams in the SEC? You know, I mentioned Kentucky and Auburn. How many of State's players go and are immediate starters on those teams at Kentucky and Auburn? Well, Reggie Perry. Okay. What what next? I mean, is Nick Weatherspoon going to go to either of those two teams and start on their team as the point guard? Probably not. What about some of the other teams around the league? So if you go position by position, are state's ball handlers going to go to these other teams around the SEC and immediately start on their teams? Let's go to Robert Woodard. We mentioned Reggie Perry. That's kind of a given. But what about Robert Woodard? Does Robert Woodard go to Kentucky and start? Does he go to Auburn and start? I'm not knocking those players at all. One bit. They, I mean... They're good enough as a six, seven man rotation at state with who they have and who they're getting off the bench there to have put themselves in a position. They put themselves in a position to be in the NCAA tournament if they had just won another game or two, including last night, and still in position to maybe even have first round by in their own conference tournament. But but are people looking at state's roster going, they are overwhelmingly talented? And have massively underachieved as compared to other SEC teams. I'm just asking the question because I want to know what you think about it. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that is the case. I'm not so sure that you look at State in comparison to the rest of the league and go, they are overwhelmingly talented and, man, they massively underachieved. I mean, you could say they're underachieved and they are talented. But but are we, are, are, I mean, are they different than these other teams? 
Any different in South Carolina? I mean, what's South Carolina's excuse? With that win last night, they're still behind State in the SEC standings, and that's a team that has a recent Final Four to recruit to. What's their excuse? So, it's a tough league. It maybe isn't as deep as it has been in years past. State had a couple of extracurricular things they're trying to fight through, namely the Nick Weatherspoon deal of getting him later in the year. And maybe they underachieved a little bit. But I'm not buying this narrative that they are this elite, talented team that massively underachieved. I don't think that describes it accurately. What do y'all think? Let me know. Text me on the uh, Country Pleasing text, 885-ESPN. Here's Gator Man on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059. What's up, Gator Man? Hey, what's up, Matt? I know it's, you know, hard for, you know, folks that can't necessarily call to have a conversation with you and go back and forth. That's fine. So um, I'm pinching for uh, Gator Nation in the fact that uh, about the, the statement that this, uh, our team, basketball team is too talent to massively underachieve like they have. If you go look at the roster, now granted, the roster is mainly, uh, you know, freshmen and sophomore. That is true. But they have one senior, um, that was the number one graduate transfer in, uh, Blackshear, Kerry Blackshear that everybody wanted. I mean, even, you know, Kentucky wanted, you know, Blue Bud programs wanted. Um, he chose to come to U.S. Well, they also had uh, two top 30 players, one top 10 player in Trey Mann, five-star, and Scotty Lewis, five-star, this year to go along with a, you know, a top 30 uh forward in Omar Payne. Okay. But the, in the year before the sophomores, you got one five star and Andrew Nimhart. And then you got a couple four stars, one being Keontae Johnson. Um, that is you know, really good. Now, when you have classes like that, you have, you can't treat them like, um, you know, Holland does. Holland gets a class. I don't think Mississippi State is massively underachieved. I mean, Perry's really the only uh, legit NBA player on that team for sure. Now, the other ones, they could develop into it, but right now, Perry's the only one. Mm-hmm. But you look at UF, if you're going to recruit players like that, you know, recruit five-stars, top 30 players and high four-star players, you have got to be like the snake oil salesman, Calipari. You have got to be a master motivator. And as this season progresses, you got to go through your bumps and, 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 uh, you know, progressively get better by the end of the year. Mm. They have not done that. Yeah, you have no, to I mean, games that they should have, shouldn't have, and and you know probably lost games that they uh, probably won games that they should have lost. And to me, that's directly on the coaches' deal. So if you're going to recruit like that, and I'm good with it, you got to be like Calipari. You got to get those guys to eventually get to the point where they're good. Yeah, but, they gel but hold on a second, Gator man. What has Calipari in Kentucky done? 
See, well, I, I, I know, and, and I get your point. I'm not arguing with you, but to kind of hold them up as the example of what you know should be going on, to me, they are maybe the best example we could find that, based on recruiting, have had some years where they have massively underachieved. Now, it's Kentucky. They win some home games. They play in front of 20,000 people. They actually have people at their home games, which is a lot different than what we can say for Mississippi State. Florida actually has people at its home games, which is a lot different than we can say for Mississippi State. Okay, and I got news for you. It's a lot easier to win those home games when you're playing in front of people than it is when you aren't. And State hasn't played in front of people now for whatever reason. But, I mean, what has Kentucky done? How many national championships have they won recently? And they're the what, number one, number two recruiting class every year? See, yeah, well, they, they but they have made it to elite eights and finals. Well, four, okay, good for them. them. Okay, good for them because they're going if at Kentucky if they're going out and getting the number one or number two recruiting class in the country every year, which that's where they are. Okay, anything less than an elite eight every now and then they're gonna fire the coach. I mean, they would. That's just Kentucky for you. These other well, schools we're talking quick. about are different examples, and yes. When st- if you're going to recruit, I mean, State's recruiting well. You know, the baseline expectation is to play yourself into the NCAA tournament. Sure. I mean, it absolutely is the baseline expectation and should be. But I wanna, f- at Florida, you've got national championships, multiples of those in that program in our lifetime. It, at Kentucky, it's a whole different animal. This is a deal at State where Howland took over for the worst program under the worst coach in the SEC for many, many years, and that's what he took over. Thanks for the call, Gator Man. Hour one, just getting started. Stick around. Ask and you receive. Bell Biv DeVoe. <laughs> you know, I, I used to not figure out how they always played this song on Rap City every afternoon after school. <laughs> they sure did, though. They have as much selection as you got now. <laughs> That's right. Little Bell Biv DeVoe poison for you. Roger bringing you back from the break with that. Thanks. Blast from the past. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Here's another blast from the past. Along the same lines as the previous subject here on the show. Jeff Borzello of ESPN reporting that Southeast Missouri State is parting ways with Coach Rick Ray. Five seasons. Rick Ray's been there for five seasons since leaving Mississippi State. He was hired in 2015, had a two-year extension from the school back in the summer of 2017. However, the Red Hawks have struggled the past two years, going 17-45 and 45 with an 8-28 and 28 mark in the Ohio Valley Conference. SEMO was 7-24 and 24 overall this season, last in the OVC with a 3-15 and 15 conference record. He was previously the head coach at Mississippi State, fired in 2015 after just three seasons with the Bulldogs. 
So Rick Ray it didn't go well at state. And frankly, it looks like it even went worse at Southeast Missouri State. I mean, this year there was seven and twenty-four. Good gracious alive. So there's the update on that. Hey, you want to be a part of the show? You can be. Check out the uh, live stream over on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Uh, On that subject, Keith commented on Facebook, and he said, two five-stars, three highly ranked four-stars on the floor. We've got to do better. Over here on the text line, the country-pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. Rusty Dog said, completely agree. State is exactly where they should be. One great player, and the rest are role players and would be the sixth man on most SEC teams. And see, that's kind of what... Like, I'm not knocking the players on State's team. They have, you know, several pieces of the puzzle. Again, when you look at the upside and athleticism of a Robert Woodard, it's kind of the same thing. Athleticism upside of a Nick Weatherspoon, you know, a DJ Stewart, a do inside... Perry obviously is what he is. Perry's a starter on anybody's team in this league, period, on just about every team out there. He's the starter, okay? He's the best player, hands down, not close. But now now the words that Rusty Dog uses here, I I didn't come in here today with State eliminated from the tournament thinking I'm going to go in there and just take up for Ben Hallen. That's not what we're doing. I'm just trying my best, so let's look at these things in terms of reality. Brush away all the things that keep us from looking at it in terms of reality, and let's just focus on that. He says, one great player, the rest are role players, and would be the sixth man on most SEC teams. Now, you say most. That wasn't the conversation I was having earlier. I used the best teams as an example. But we go Kentucky, we go Auburn, for example, those two. You know, does Robert Woodard go, and is he a starter on those teams? Is Tyson Carter a starter on those teams? I know he didn't always start at State. Is Nick Weatherspoon the starting point guard on those teams? Does a is a do a starter on those teams? He's not that far off. I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs when we argue what he's saying. A bunch of guys that are role players that would be the sixth man on most teams. Now, can you win with that group? Sure. Get them to play better. And that is coaching. Um, Swayze here on the Country Pleasing Text says, take out Kentucky and Auburn. That's 12 teams left. Put all 12 teams in a bag, draw one out, and it is the same talent level as the other 11 teams. Well, Vanderbilt and Ole Miss would disagree with you on that. So now we're down to 10, and maybe that fits your argument. Gator Nation says, I think Gator Man agrees with me. Mike White has to go. And yeah, I mean, you you guys, I think, are a little bit fed up. But again, let's look at it in terms of reality, Gator Nation. You know, when we talk about Florida, what is Florida basketball? It's a whole different animal. You know, if we're Mississippi State, we're still beating our chest over 1996 trip to the Final Four when I was in college, a freshman at that. <laughs> you know, you guys have recent national championships, multiple. What you've been recruiting to over the last 10 to 15 years, the entire life 
of any four or five star recruit that's out there. All they know is Florida wins at basketball and plays in front of big crowds at home. Billy Donovan. You know, I mean, that's what they know and grew up with. What did they grow up with at State? It's two entirely different scenarios. What they grew up with at State is Renardo City punching somebody out. The coach gets fired. In comes Rick Ray, bottom dwellers. Then bring in Ben Howland. He's finally got him to the tournament last year, and we're going to freak out because they didn't make it this year. Two entirely different scenarios. Ernest T. on the Country Pleasing Text says, These Gator guys just, what did he say here, vomit at the mouth when they get on the air. When did this turn into the Gator radio? We got a bunch of Gators now. We really do. Gator Greg called yesterday. He's probably the best caller we ever have. Sorry, Chicken Hawk. Truth, truth. <laughs> this is Caleb in Winona. He said, this is football-related on the Country Pleasing Text. He said, I just read about Mike Leach's grading system for midnight maneuvers. Yep, that's their late-night you know, workouts and agilities and all that kind of stuff. The guys get black shirts for exemplary effort, gray shirts for satisfactory effort, and pink shirts for subpar effort. I'm not aware of any similar thing that we've done, at least in recent history. Amazing how the culture can change in just a couple of months. I will tell you this, Caleb, you don't change the culture in any program by installing an offense or a defense or by talking about it in interviews. You actually do change a culture in midnight maneuvers workouts, in 5 a.m. running and agilities two, three times a week, this time of year when nobody's even keeping up with football. That's when and how you change the culture. And what's really sad is State had a pretty doggone good, tough, solid, consistent culture when Dan Mullen left to go to Florida. And for some unknown reason, people felt like the culture needed to be changed. No, it didn't. It changed all right. Now you're just trying to get it back to what it was. And that's the truth. Norman here on the Country Pleasing Text, and this is in regards to uh, Ben Howland, Mississippi State basketball. Matt, I just think Howland has done less, meaning NCAA appearances, with more talent than previous long-term coaches we've had. Do you think Stans was able to do more with this, more than this with less talent? Curious, I don't even know where State falls in recruiting under Howland, but I bet it's better than Stansbury or even the Richard Williams era. He said, I'm not arguing i'm just curious look i think that it's okay and it makes a lot of sense for us to look at it and go in reality they have underachieved in reality this team should be in the tournament but how far off are they from their ceiling that's what i'm getting at stick around You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
boy. Use a little bit. Bring it on. Jesus Alineo Primero. <laughs> Boy, he can really play. Or is that a guitarist? Both. Back on the show. Roger's spinning the tunes here today on Hump Day. On the main line. You know, Roger, one thing we're trying to do is walk the walk, emulate Jesus in any way we can. And and we fail in so many ways, but one way we get it right, our line is never busy either. (laughs) Call us on the divinity line. Anytime you want. (laughs) Anytime. It's never busy. The main line, the divinity equipment phone line. Nine nine five one zero five nine. It's a six zero one number. Nine nine five one zero five nine. Divinity Equipment Highway fifty one Madison and Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Uh, over here on Facebook, real quick. Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Bobby is watching the live stream and he says, "I don't like the hat near as much as the walking bulldog shirt that you're wearing. Where did you get it? Check me out. How do I look?" Yeah, so I busted out the red, white, and blue country pleasing sausage hat today. Look at that red hog. And the color of my hat matches the packaging on that original smoked sausage flavor. But the walking bully shirt is a uh, a Columbia shirt with the walking bully embroidered on the front. It came from the Mississippi State University golf course. It's my new favorite shirt. Find them, Bobby, if you want one. Find them on Twitter. They are at Hale State GC, or just go to the Mississippi State University Golf Course, and they'll hook you up. Lots of different sizes, choices, all that kind of stuff. Hey, look over there. Let's talk a little baseball on the Divinity Equipment phone. Jay in Baltimore. And, Jay, you know, I may have jumped the gun. I just assumed you wanted to talk baseball. Well, you know I always want to talk baseball, but I did see that the game was canceled today. But yeah. first of all, I just want to say I'm a bit disappointed I'm not held in as high regard as Cater Greg and Chicken Hawk. But, <laughs> hey, those guys have set a high bar, but no worries about that. <laughs> um, yeah, quick question. It is about baseball, actually. I was watching a little baseball last night. Don't tell anybody, but it was actually Ole Miss Rebels. Yeah. But I noticed a play last night where the batter took an inside pitch and, of course, went uh, running around screaming that he, he got hit, uh, only to find out through instant replay that the ball never touched him. The, the guy on first base actually had a smile on his face as he was talking to the first base coach. So, I, I, for me, I just feel like baseball players need to be a little bit above that. I know it's not cheating like maybe the Astros, but I'd like to see baseball players be a little bit more like golfers. Uh, in regards to getting hit by pitches and things like that. Your thoughts? Well, who was the player playing for? Was it an Ole Miss player or a Memphis player? 
I, I certainly wish it would have been an Ole Miss player, but I have to admit it was a Memphis player. <laughs> you know, and what's interesting about that too, Jay, is the most prominent example of what you're talking about was in that same stadium at Swayze Field probably 10 years ago or more when that kid for Arkansas tried to pull that stunt. They had Arkansas had a good catcher one year who was kind of an animated kid, and and I have never forgotten the show that he put on pretending to be hurt and hit by you know a, a pitch from an Ole Miss pitcher, and it, it didn't hit him. And I think in that particular yeah. case, the umpires agreed. It didn't hit you, man. I'm sorry you're wailing around here like you did, but the ball didn't hit you. Um, and I agree with you. You got. I think you should eliminate that because I don't want baseball turning into soccer. And exactly. And and that is, let's see if we can influence the call by, I you know, wincing and hollering and grabbing our arm like we've been hit. I missed it. I kind of wish I had seen it, Jay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no worries. Well, look, it's going to be a big weekend for us. We need a sweep for sure. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Quinnipiac coming in, I think we'll get it and get things back on on track for the dog. So, thanks, Matt. Have a good one. Yep, you too, Jay. Thanks for the call. Hey, and speaking of baseball, where's my music here? I didn't realize the uh, flopping had worked its way into baseball. It's it, Flopping is in baseball. Jay That's saw it last night. Mm-hmm, he saw it. I got a baseball story that I think everybody's going to – find interesting. I found it interesting anyway. I think it's going to be a hit. <laughs> boom, boom, Try the veal. <laughs> tip your waitress. Roger will be here all Just week. don't tip her all the way over. <laughs> <laughs> the Charleston River Dogs minor league team. Charleston River Dogs minor league. They're what? I think they're, are they triple A? I don't know. I mean, like, they don't play the Mississippi Braves or whatever. They play the Rome Braves. Well, they've made a name for themselves over the years as an organization by rolling out this these wacky, edgy, kind of overboard promotions for the minor league games they have there at Charleston at, at Riley Park. Well, this week, the team announced promotions for this season. And already, there's a little controversy for one of those. May 26th, OJ Trial Night at the ballpark. Here's how the team describes a promotion on its website. The trial of the century gets a juicy new spin. (laughs) We will finally receive the verdict that everyone has been waiting for. Dot, dot, dot. Pulp. Or no pulp. <laughs> yeah, it's a play on OJ. They're doing orange juice stuff, and fans are gonna, you know, pull out these little signs. And anyway, now you go. Well, why would that be controversial? It goes on to say, fans will act as the jury, voting with custom paddles to reach verdicts on various topics throughout the night at the ballpark. The eyes of the nation will be upon us. Fans will receive an OJ trial shirt. Upon entering the stadium. Then it says, if the shirt don't fit, you must see if we have a different size. Rip it. (laughs) The trial of the century is a reference to former NFL star running back O.J. Simpson. Tried for the murders and slashing deaths of his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend Ron Goldman. River Dogs, uh, you know, purposes O.J., for their purpose, it stands for orange juice. Now, 
they you say you know controversy not, not Orenthal James right okay. Tasha Connors is the CEO of My Sister's House, a nonprofit organization serving victims of domestic violence oh, in Charleston, yeah. Dorchester, and Berkeley counties. She said the River Dogs organization has been a longtime supporter of their mission, but said, that is why this OJ trial night is more than a bit surprising that it has been sanctioned as a promotional event. Frankly, I think the name of the event is in very poor taste and incredibly insensitive to the victims of that tragedy. They should most certainly rethink the title of this event. So anyway, I couldn't help it. I looked it up. Um, And the Charleston River Dogs, the, the OJ trial night at the ballpark, and you know, minor league teams do this kind of thing all the time. It's not the one thing that interests me the most. The thing that interests me the most is April the 26th in Charleston, where they're going to host the Augusta Green Jackets. It's crossword puzzle day at the ballpark for that game. Listen to this. A crossword puzzle on a baseball jersey? Never seen that before. Leslie David Baker, the actor who played Stanley Hudson from The Office, very well known for doing his own crossword puzzles at work, will be at the ballpark. Stanley from the office will be at the ballpark in Charleston as a part of their promotion for Crossword Puzzle Day on April 26th. Terribly insensitive. The River Dogs celebrate him coming to town by wearing a jersey with a full Sunday crossword puzzle on the front. The jerseys will be auctioned off both in person and online. So after doing the New York Times crossword in the morning, fans can take home these one-of-a-kind crossword puzzle baseball jerseys. There will be puzzle tables set up across the concourse and puzzle handouts available for both kids and adults. Special VIP ticket packages and meet and greet opportunities will be available. You can go and meet Stanley from the office on crossword puzzle night. It's incredible some of the promotions that this team comes up with throughout the year. It really is incredible. You got to read through it. I mean, all year long. And sadly, like, I don't know if the... Does anybody know if the Mississippi Braves do promotions and stuff like this? Like, I went to their website. And if they do it, if they do promotions like this, different games and stuff... for they the Mississippi, bobblehead and bat night. That's, yes, about it. I hadn't heard, yeah. Well, if they if they do it on, for their team, like, they haven't put their calendar out yet. Because I go to the Mississippi Braves website and there's just basically nothing on the promotions calendar. Yeah, well, bats are in case you have to come back home to Jackson. <laughs> if, you, if you run out of gas on the way home, you run into a pothole over there around. You may need a stick <laughs> over there around State Street, somewhere around in there. Exactly. All right, hour two coming up. Stick around. <laughs> 